Welcome to Up Next. I'm Gabrielle Boucher, millennial author and entrepreneur. Each week, I bring to you next generation leaders and millennial game changers to inspire you to change your world. Let's see what's next. Hey, today we are talking with Elena Ramirez, who is the Eastern Coalition's director of the Libre Initiative. And Elena is an incredible friend of mine and one who is really making great ways within this generation. She's been recognized by Forbes as 30 under 30. She was one of the original chairwomen of the Forerunners group for She Should Run, which is actually where I met Elena just a few years ago. And uh, our friendship has really just has grown from that. But I've always been really inspired by her voice for justice, her voice for women, and her voice for the next generation of Americans. So thanks so much for coming, Elena. Thank you so much for having me, Gabrielle. So your role with Libre is to reach out to entrepreneurs, women, and students and teach them about liberty. Tell me a little bit about what you do. Sure. So the Libre Initiative is a national nonprofit that looks to empower the U.S. Hispanic community by way of free market principles. But the way that I specifically do that is through students, professionals, women, and families. And what we do is we look past establishing professional networks and we look to build communities. So the way that I do this is through coalitions. We have programs where we're doing college tours for uh, prospective students. We engage professionals with one-hour uh, expert seminars, as well as having a series that's really just focused on uh, table topics and conversations, something that in the Hispanic community we call sobre mesa, which actually means over the table. Over the table, bringing conversation. Once the meal is done, you have that coffee, you have that little dessert, and you continue an ongoing conversation. And that's what I'm looking to do in the Eastern region with the Hispanic community. So, well, funny you talk about coffee, because one of the first things you ever made for me was uh, Cuban coffee. And I think I didn't sleep for about four days after that. But as it comes to kind of young professionals and the next generation, this idea of community is so important to us. Um, how are you seeing the next generation of Hispanic millennials embracing this and, and making it their own? Yeah, that's a great question. A lot of people ask me uh, as I travel the country, you know, what's the difference between, you know, Hispanic community as well as the normal, um, you know, millennial community? Well, if you look at the Hispanic community, over 60% is actually under the age of 35. And then Hispanics, the average age is 28. And that tends to be nearly 10 years younger than the total market median age of 37. Hispanics are much more tech savvy. Um, we look, you know, a lot of people speak, obviously, the, the language of Spanish. But it's not necessarily about translation anymore. It's about interpretation. And I think that affords us the opportunity to not only be creative, but also to transcend uh, multicultural environments as well as businesses and entrepreneurs. Yeah, it's interesting you say that. Um, a lot of my work with millennial entrepreneurs, we're finding that Hispanic millennials are have a significantly higher rate of entrepreneurship than any other subgroup. And and there's due to so many other factors, but I'm curious as to what you found working with kind of new and younger Hispanic entrepreneurs. The statement that you made is actually, it's one that I say often, uh, Hispanic women, so Latinas, start businesses at a much higher rate, almost three times 
uh, the rate than any other demographic. We love to encourage that. We have a, an entrepreneurial spirit, but specifically with Latinas, I'm seeing that a lot of it is either jewelry-based, food-based, service-based. Um, the Hispanic community really lends itself, and I know that you know this firsthand, to be a hospitable community. And so I think that's where it's a, it's a want to fill the need, but also doing something that we would naturally do with our families, hosting our families, entertaining, having, uh, having parties, and you know, a lot of people around us. And so that's definitely something that I'm seeing with the younger, uh, with Hispanic millennials, just with general, uh, the Hispanic community. We really are trying to be the most innovative game changers. We don't want to just watch things happen around us. We're trying to get involved in our communities. And I think that's what you're seeing today in society as well. Yeah. And in that same vein, what, I mean, let's get real here. What are the biggest challenges facing Hispanic millennials in the United States? Those hurdles that they're having to go through, those challenges, uh, maybe even those stereotypes that they have to overcome. You know, I can't speak for everyone, but I can tell you, uh, I was raised in Miami, Florida. Miami, Florida is one of the largest, uh, you know, bigger cities that has a lot of Hispanics, but it's definitely a city where I can easily say I'm bicultural, bilingual. Um, I've had, you know, great perspective where you can naturally mix and mingle a variety of cultures and everyone is adding to society. What I've noticed today is that there is a, I grew up in a multi-generational household from, you know, myself being the youngest in, in my 20s and my dad currently right now is 73 in his early 70s. Um, so I was able to see that it was hard with my dad not speaking English. I had to serve as translator. We, you notice that in uh, Hispanic millennials, we're serving and playing multiple roles in everyday society. And I will say this, that uh, Hispanic women in the, the household are actually making about 70% of household purchasing decisions. When it comes down to even our economy, in the last year alone, Hispanics added $1.5 trillion. So our buying power is basically larger than the economy of all but 15 countries in the world. So what's affecting Hispanic millennials? It's talking about business purchasing. Um, you know, how is it that we're moving forward with our business to attract not only Hispanic consumers, but also other demographics as well? When you look at different segmentations, it then goes into even more niche markets of like Hispanic women or, you know, below the age of 18 or even um, the, those in the, in the elderly population as well, because they're also going to be at home with the younger population. Um, everything from mobile devices to, you know, we're very tech savvy. We're usually on our, on our smartphones. We have a higher, higher percentage of uh, mobile uh, creativity and mobility. And so that's something to consider as we're starting to create our own businesses. How is it that not only we're staying with the times, but also how are we reaching not only our own community, but reaching out towards those other communities as well. Yeah, and what I love about this conversation is it's really centered on cultural inclusion and how it really is this this mixing pot of ideas, of, of blending cultures, experiences, and insights. I wanted to ask you though, Elena, you're very involved as a leader in multiple organizations. You've had kind of that leadership gene in you from a very young age. But what do you see millennials are, are thinking about leadership? Are they running towards it? Are they afraid of it? Is it something that's been bestowed upon them? Because as I talk to leaders of other generations, they have 
almost a sense of, of fear and frustration about what's going to happen when we give the torch to you guys. You know, I think uh, millennials right now have the opportunity to be on a launch pad where they own up, they, they take um, they take that baton that's about to be passed to us 100%. But it's also about casting vision. You know, when it talks about in the Bible where there's no vision, people will perish. I think that is key. Um, we need a vision for this country. We need to cast vision in order to bring others towards the betterment of society. And um, I think millennials, though, what I've noticed is that they really are trying to develop others together. So it's a different form of leadership. I think right now is an opportune time to identify not only the leaders of today, but the leaders of tomorrow and build a multi-generational workforce that has the ability to not only identify key leaders, but also to, um, to truly lay out the foundation of a vision for not only tomorrow, but talking, let's talk about today. That's great. So the name of our podcast is up next. And so we always like to ask our guests, what do you think is coming next? I mean, what is coming to the future for millennials and particularly Hispanic millennials in America today? I think Hispanic millennials are going to start to realize their buying power. You know, I think uh, for far too long, the tone of conversation and discussion has been on things that maybe fall a little later on the list. You know, our top priority is the economy, is jobs, is keeping our family together. We're very pro-faith, pro-family. Um, and so what I think we're going to start to realize is that those entrepreneurs, those, uh, you know, innovators that we have in the Hispanic millennial, Latino millennial uh community are really going to rise up and they're going to start having voices at the table and you're going to start to see a more inclusive and diverse uh, boardroom. I think that's going to be very exciting, but not because we requested a chair that is specifically for Hispanic or Latinos. It's more so going to be because we've earned and we're being innovative and we're stepping up to uh, provide a need um, that wasn't ever met before. So I have to ask you, because I ask all of my guests, and it's kind of a silly question, but Elena, if a 12-year-old version of you were to meet you right now and see what you're doing, what would she think about what you do? <laughs> I think she would definitely say, you're quite the adult at the age of 27. Um, but I think, uh, I think she, would see, she would still see herself in me today because I... Um, have always been very family oriented. I involve, I mean, my dad is the chairman of my board, my personal board. Um, and I uh, still like to do arts and crafts and be creative and be outdoors. So I think she would still recognize me, but just say, you've gotten old, you've gotten real old. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Elena Ramirez, thank you so much for taking time with us. And I just want to acknowledge you for your leadership, for your willing to step out of the box, to move away from home, to explore new opportunities, and to have a heart of servant leadership and a voice for this generation. So that's it for us today. Elena Ramirez, thanks so much. Thanks for having me.